by the fans for the fans covering all four major sports in the district of champions it's the dc crossover podcast with your hosts mike cerrone and ben simpson hello and welcome to another episode of the dc crossover episode 122 Yes, we've done 121 of these, and we have another one in store for you today. I love how you always say that, too. It's like, oh, yeah, we've done 117 It's just reminding everybody. (laughs) It's reminding everybody that uh, it has been a long road to get here, and we will continue. (laughs) As Craig Melvin gives us his stamp of approval, a football victory Monday on the show. We got all football today. This is what we're we're going to talk We're going to revisit that at some point, the commander's uh, intro. Oh, (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the funniest episodes thing we ever had. The, I mean, that the, was dying. The name, oh yeah, the name reveal, the Jason Wright, the Doug Williams, a lot, to, a lot of just weirdness. What, what, what is it, Doug? What is it? A lot of weirdness <laughs> around that, uh, around the name reveal. But we have, we have so much to get to. Obviously, the Commanders were going to be talking about their game uh, yesterday, as you are, li- if you are listening to this on Monday. Uh, and we want to talk about, you know, NFL Week One as a whole. You know, obviously, big weekend in college sports. Uh, big betting weekend for your boy. I uh, did very well this weekend, Mike. I did. Right, I know. Right. I, I yeah. was sure to tell you about it all weekend long because I was just like, I can't believe I'm hitting on all these stupid little three game parlays. They're all hitting yeah. for me. Uh, and I got a couple going tonight, as you know for sure. I mean, Monday Night Football, uh, Broncos Seahawks. Most of them involving the Broncos winning, obviously, but then a couple yeah, other like player stuff in there too. Um, so we'll see. We'll see if the good luck continues because. You and I, I mean, we, you know, you've been betting longer than I have, but I still, I've, I've been doing it quite a bit as well for over the years. And you and I both know, though, that after a weekend like this that I'm experiencing, that next weekend I'm just gonna lose everything. It's gonna implode. It, it's the only way the universe can write itself because it's right. like you can't. They're not gonna let the universe is not gonna let me just continue to have success with betting. It's going. The universe yeah. is gonna find a way that next weekend it's gonna be. College football is going to be, you know, like upset, 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 all just ruining my picks. That's that's what's going to happen. Yeah, and that's the funny thing as well when you're looking at uh, sports betting is that, you know, usually I'll go on a heater and I'll be on a heater for like two weeks. Right. And I'll be like, I mean, I'll be parlay, hit, 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 hit. I mean, the, I put $100 in at one point. Obviously, some people might not think this is a ton, but I think I was up to like 1100 at some point. So I was like plus 1000 Yeah, that's um, huge. And when you're thinking about it, though, I'm not putting, you know, f- you know, 50 bucks on like a five team. Right, right, or something right, like right, that. right, right. Like I'm putting like, you know, my my highest I'll go on a parlay is probably 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, back in my college days when I was naive, I was like, oh, man, if I put 20 bucks on this, I could win like two grand, yeah. you know, and it was like an 18 parlay. And I was like, it's the likelihood just, of that hitting is. Yeah, I literally, you know, lit it on fire. It was, it was right, so right, dumb. Right. But um, yeah, so. Literally, I, I had three of five parlays lose by one play, and two of them were in double overtime, and I was so salty because I even texted you saying, dude, Houston, hell yeah, field goal. All they got to do is stop Texas Tech, and they ended up going down. They kicked a field goal, and they ended up tying the game or whatever. They go to double overtime. Then they had, uh, and I think it might have been the first or second overtime. I think it might have been the first. They had Texas Tech at a fourth and 20, and I'm like, dude, this is it. You know, this thing, <laughs> all you need to do is, you know, rush three guys, get a little bit of pressure. You're not going to get that much pressure with three guys, three guys uh, down line and rushing. But literally, all you had to go and do was put eight guys, 
four guys around the line, of, or excuse me, four guys, you know, in like linebacker roles, then four guys basically across the first down marker, 20 right. yards down the field, and they let him score or let him get 25 yards. And Texas Tech ended up winning a double overtime. So that screwed me. And there was another one, I forgot what the other game was uh, before that. Uh, I'm, I'm spacing on it right now, but that one went into double overtime, lost that one, and that one was going to cash me 95 bucks. So it's like I, I literally got screwed, royally screwed throughout the entire weekend. It, so it was just bad. Uh, and you weren't the only one. I mean, I was uh, from from everyone I was texting with, talking about like their bets and stuff this weekend. It was like I seemed to be the only one that had a good weekend, which means <laughs> like next weekend everyone's going to be rolling in the cash, and I'm going to be sitting there just with miss parlay after miss parlay. So I, I'm yeah. I'm sure. I'm due for a letdown. So that's why it's like I'll take my happiness right now this weekend and then I just but take but it. but then after tonight with Monday night football after that then I, you got to go in fresh. Fresh mindset for next week. Can't get too well, big so, for your britches, you know. Well, so th- yeah, this is the thing about the the primetime games like the Thursday, the Sunday and the Monday. Uh what I always do is I do one same game parlay so I don't like you know basically screw myself and say all right i'm gonna i'm gonna make you know three parlays and i'll put 30 bucks on or something like that that's a quick way to lose money so i always <laughs> do the same i always do the same game bit even though i bet a little bit more sometimes than you do because sometimes you're doing like a like a two or a five dollar or whatever oh yeah always, yeah for sure because i'll spread I'm it always, across more games yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm too greedy and i'm just like oh 10 bucks you know and a uh, nice andrew Ooh. jackson or whoever it is uh but it's like i mean even last night I, all my bets were looking great and then all of a sudden like Dallas just sucked and like the Tampa Bay is like all right we're just gonna you know measle our way down the field waste all this time and all that kind of stuff. last night same was uh, one of the worst Sunday night football games I've ever watched yeah and, and same, same thing with Thursday night that was a parlay that right. I lost for for play lost by one because Al Robinson apparently it, it sucks no matter what the quarterback is now apparently <laughs> right. uh well I mean obviously it's early so I'm not really saying that for sure but at the same time it's like I needed him to get 50 yards and he got one catch for one target and I'm <laughs> yeah. like what the like Cooper not Cup literally Cooper Cup had like 18 targets not not ideal but at the end of the day though we did have a full weekend of football oh yeah you, you had a Thursday and then of course Friday you have some college football Saturday's all college football Sunday NFL Monday night football I mean it is pretty great, I will say. Like it, I am, I am enjoying it thoroughly. Uh, Tonight's exciting too. Yeah, tonight is fun. I mean, again, you Russ, get the Russ. returns to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, all the money is going the Broncos' way tonight for sure, and that's where I'm leaning. I did throw in one small bet of like the Seahawks because I was like, hey, maybe like you know, just if if they end up winning, it's like, all right, well, at least I get some of my money back that I lost on the other bets. Sort of. What's thing. the buzz? What's the buzz right now? We're thinking. I mean, I mean, every everybody everybody seems to be putting all the money on the Broncos here tonight. Um, I know that in the couple, the couple, and, and obviously those listening right now, the game's probably over. So it's like, you don't really care. But for <laughs> us here, uh, you know, I've got like a little, little wager of, you know, Broncos minus six and a half, Russell Wilson over 14 and a half rushing yards, Jerry Judy, anytime touchdown and Jerry right. Judy over 59 and a half receiving yards. Got a little, little, little parlay there. And then you got a couple like, you know, over 44 and a half. And then who's Broncos, the number one? Is it, is it Judy or Sutton? Who are they saying out of camp? Like I, 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 I don't know. It was always Sutton. I have Sutton on my fantasy team, um, right? And so I don't know. I don't know who's the number one between those two. Probably Judy. Um, but but you're right. In that yeah. in the past, Sutton's kind of been the guy. So you know, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see what the new look Bronx look like tonight. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, as far as I, I, I was curious before we dive into all the football talk we have to talk about, I was curious any any special eats this weekend for uh, for f- football kicking off. I know we're both trying to trim our waistline a little bit. Yeah, let's be honest here. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's a waste uh, of we did <laughs> we did make buffalo chicken dip classic, uh, last classic. night. I I got home from practice uh, not too long ago, and right before I hopped on here, I had a few chipfuls of dip. Perfect. Uh, and the funny the thing scoops. is. is uh, no, these are actually so. There's <laughs> another funny story. So we went to Aldi yesterday just to get cheese and stuff like that right down the road. Right. Um, and just uh, you know, obviously because I, I didn't want to spend you know five hundred dollars at Costco, right. um, for like barely anything. Um, but we went to Aldi, and it's it's a long story. I can get into it if you if you'd like me to. Uh, but Aldi's a jungle. I mean, oh, it's yeah, just it's... it's wild there, man. Like 
We we literally opened the door or got in the door. First of all, you have to get that stupid quarter. Yep, you got the quarter and, to and, get the cart. Yep. And the, and the funny thing is, is that I've seen things on TikTok all, all over the place saying, hey, here's an Aldi hack. Use your car keys for this. And it's like, okay, like just use a quarter. Yeah, and you like, get your quarter back, so it's not like you... <laughs> Yeah, you lose a quarter. I don't know why you need to. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Dude, it's it's weird. I'll show it to you later. But so first you got to do that, and then so so basically you're 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 basically getting extra exercise, I guess, to go get your cart and then pay for it and all that, whatever. So then we go in, and we're literally a quarter of the way down the very first aisle because obviously when you open the door, you're in the aisles. Oh yeah, like you're there. And it's a little they, they, the way they have it set up. It's like a little bit like a maze thing. Like you keep you go up and down the aisles. You can't go yeah. across. You know you got to keep going forward. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And then this, I'm not gonna say the ethnicity sure. or anything like yeah. that. Uh, That's good. But <laughs> but they uh, they literally got right on my tail Oof. and they were like pushing me. And I'm like not like physically, but like right. they were like it's like you're you know on the golf like, course and and you got a group yeah. playing right behind you and, and they're making you speed everything up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a great it's a great analogy. Thank you. So I'm yeah, you're welcome. So literally, I could just feel this guy's like <laughs> thanks, Craig. I could just feel this guy's breath like on my neck, and I'm like speeding up and I, and then all of a sudden there's a kid i thought there was like a car alarm going off and this kid's like making the exact same noise for like the exact same amount of time and it felt like i was like back in elementary school with a fire alarm going off it was like wow this does not sound like a relaxing <laughs> Dude, grocery experience it was it was nuts and then there was a family like an amish family that was there and like shout they were out, like shout out to the they, amish sh- shout, out, shout out to the amish the amish this and that outlet out in leesburg um <laughs> and <laughs> and uh it was just weird man because like literally like they're i don't know if they were really amish or not but like they were like fascinated with aldi like they they, they were so loud too like the the one girl like she looks like I me mean, 15 she's like out there yelling like dad wh- did, where's the milk and he's like i got three gallons right here and, gallons. Was like, <laughs> and then, it was just doing? weird like then they were talking football to football team why do we need <laughs> yeah, three gallons of milk I have no maybe maybe cows I don't know yeah. it was just weird I mean just because literally then they start they they check out and they're the the guy like uh, is checking them out or something like that and first of all the manager at Aldi had like four lip rings like uh, gauges yeah, it's not exactly I mean, he was, yeah they don't really he was, care he was there he was all over the place right and then the person checking out the Amish family is sitting there and like he's like hey can you bring that cart over and they're like oh what are you talking about because obviously they they shuffle the carts. You know how they do that where they put the cart at the end so the guy that, that you know, checks out your groceries, you put the stuff in the cart, and then he switches the cart out. So it's kind of like a place for them to do it because they don't have a turnstile or whatever. Right. They're like it's very bare bones. Exactly, because they only got three workers working. Right. Because uh, that's like their mantra. So um, literally, like, they check out, and they're all, like, laughing because they're like, oh, this is a crazy store. You know, this is, this is, this is awesome. This is, like, so out of the It is a crazy store. <laughs> it is a crazy store. I'm not going to say that. That's like I said. It's, it's a jungle. I mean, there was, like, so many people there, and it was right. people, like, crying, and guys breathing on my neck. Ugh. This other person's checking out the papayas, and he's, he's not liking them, and it, whatever. So the Amish family is leaving, and there's a big, like, tube. Right at the end, and she and the mom's going to like uh, I can't even talk. Mom goes like, "What is this?" Like she's like amazed. Like it was like her first time going into Aldi, like a first person that goes into Costco. Right. Like when, right. when they're like, "Wow, oh, yeah, this is awesome!" Pretty, like this is crazy. Yeah, it's huge. And she and then she, and she's like and like her daughter's like, "It's a gazebo, mom." <laughs> like this is like, oh my a god, gazebo. It was, it was, yeah. <laughs> It that was so. It makes sense. Like, like me and Jess were looking at each other, like we got to get the hell that, out of here. That's, see, that's like, I like having a relaxing grocery experience. Oh yeah. That's why I go on Sunday at like six thirty in the morning because like <laughs> there's it's just me and the same five dads doing yep. the grocery shopping. <laughs> Oh, hey there, Jimmy. It's great. I do I do the self-checkout so I don't have to talk to anybody. I have yep. my ear pods in and and I just exactly. listen That's to like like recently I'll listen to like college football podcasts that are breaking down the Saturday games. I'm listening to them on Sunday morning and it's perfect cuz it's like it's just right. me, my groceries, nobody's rushing me. The aisles are almost all empty. I'm grabbing whatever yep. I want. I'm there when they're putting in the fresh donuts into the case, so I'm like, Ooh. "Hey, maybe I want to well, grab a fresh donut." Yeah, oh, nice little sniff. Eat that, walk around, don't pay for it. There's a grocery hack for you. Um, <laughs> oh. And, wow. And then uh, <laughs> no, man, I'm really getting deep into it. <laughs> uh, and then you know, I can't prove it's it. It's got to be exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's, no, it's got to so be a relaxing. We, we, we got you on three different aisles eating this chocolate. They donut. don't care. But the thing about all these, like their whole model is like not caring. 
Like they don't give yeah. a crap. Like the whole, their whole mo- model is like we could just throw boxes in the air. Right. We could not show up and like this grocery store runs itself basically. Like that's like yeah. their their idea there. Like there's no bags or anything. Like if you you got to just you use the the big boxes, the big cardboard oh, boxes to carry your stuff. First time I ever went there, I was like uh, first of all, I didn't, I didn't know they didn't have the bags. Right. This was like three years ago. Well, the first like, time, it's like, yeah, how would you know all that stuff? I'm know? like, I'm like looking around, and the, the guy's just like throwing my items like a, like in a cart. Yeah. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do here? And he's like, oh, you have to bring your own bags. And I said, what the, what, what dimension am I in right now? <laughs> it was so weird like three years ago. Because uh, that was obviously when Lidl and all that stuff started imploding all over the, the area. But the funny thing about it is, is that uh she just saw one of her uh her friends and uh she was like like she texted her saying hey don't even act like you're you don't see me and then all of a sudden we, she was like leaving so just kind of like started walking up there and there was a there was like a couple uh that were sitting right there uh in the aisle and i'm just like i just kind of like because I, I didn't really want to drive the cart like was yeah. zigzag all through right. there so i'm kind of like waving and all of a sudden this guy looks over at me and he's like maybe like oh, 10 no. yards away and he, he's like Hey there, partner. Uh, and I'm like, he waves back at me. And I was like, uh, uh, no, no, uh, over there. Don't like and, that. <laughs> and I look over. He's like, oh, sorry, sorry, son. I, I, hey, I, li- I like it. I like a jacket, though, because it had a redskin symbol on it. And I was like, yeah, go skins. He was like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh, neighbor. man. Yeah. Aldi is just so, I mean, Aldi's a, it's, it like, it's, like the, it's like a trampoline park. There's in there. no rules. There's no rules with Aldi. <laughs> There's no no rules at all. It's it's nuts. Um Big weekend. I did want to before we get into commander stuff. I just wanted to touch briefly on uh, the, the the scoreboard for college football this weekend, but just because um, I know we we stick to to local stuff here. But just in general, the this weekend in college football was pretty wild as well. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. I mean, obviously NFL. We'll get to that. But you had the Alabama Texas game, um, which was nuts. I watched that whole one. I was of course in our our picks. I had said one, I went one and one, and one of my picks was of course Alabama. Uh, definitely beating texas and it was like nope they barely beat texas that was an insane game uh you know you had the the uh, texas a&m lost to appalachian state which is insane you're losing to appalachian state at home you know i mean app state did put up you know 40 points in the fourth quarter against north carolina which is a mac brown team for sure for sure but still it's like but they're they're not they're not some world beater though right right you're supposed to be a top 10 team in the country i mean clearly texas a&m overrated in in the in the rankings there for sure uh you had marshall beating notre dame speaking of overrated notre dame uh always overrated every year and then you lose to marshall shout out to them man shout out to marshall uh because they got paid like what like one and a half million dollars to play this game or something like that to come to yeah. South Bend and and win like that's crazy. It's embarrassing. Uh, you had a pretty insane double overtime Baylor BYU game. Yep, that was the other game I was that's talking about. The that one. I that's what I thought. Baylor. I thought it was that one. Uh, Bastards. You know, you had Kentucky <laughs> Florida, and I this was a bet that I made before the game. During the game, I was like, I think this might go Florida's way, and so I threw a, like I faded myself and like threw another bet in there. But my original bet was Kentucky going into the swamp and beating Florida, and they did that. They beat them by nice. ten. Um, you have Utah putting up seventy three points in their game. That's nuts. Um, you know, it was just it was it was. Uh, you had the Tennessee Pittsburgh game was good. Uh, that yeah. overtime game, I, I think it's just it's really been a. Great, and then the Texas Tech Houston game that you talked about earlier—the double overtime that one. I Wisconsin mean, lost uh, in in Wisconsin, yeah. So that's a big huge thing. Yeah, too. you had Nebraska lose, uh, you know, to Georgia Southern, and you're at home, and then Scott Frost gets fired. I mean, nuts. We'll talk about that later as well. But yeah, yeah it's just a really fun weekend of college football f- again. And I think it's like obviously we love the NFL, and obviously our show is focused around the major sports. But man, this was a, this was a, another really really great uh, college football weekend. I mean, it really was a lot of fun. Well, the biggest thing about college football this year, and probably even last year, is ever since the LSU teams and the Alabama teams, I said LSU teams, LSU team, I should say, with Chase and uh, Joe Burrow and so on and so forth, and uh, Koto, um, you know, uh, (laughs) I miss that guy. Um, You know, the biggest thing about that is those teams were formidable favorites for every single game, and they were they were basically penciled in or, or sharpied in right. to go to the SEC championship in those years. I mean, the Alabama teams. I mean, this Alabama team is nowhere near the Alabama teams with Derrick Henry, 
or with uh, AJ McCarron and all those kind of uh, players, you know, that were there sure, uh, in years past. Fair. But the, the biggest thing about it is LSU. I mean, LSU came in there and Joe Burrow threw like 58 touchdowns or whatever in a year. You're not going to see a quarterback do that this year. Right. Bryce Young, I mean, if Bryce Young is this this world beater, then w- why, why would he go out there and barely beat Texas? Now, Texas, okay, Steve Sarkeesian obviously is, you know, very knowledgeable about Alabama. Right. He worked there yep. uh, and he recruited Bryce Young, but just looking at it and saying that there's not really one team out there that's going to go out there and wax you every single week. And that's the biggest thing is that's, that's what I like to see. Cause yeah, the gimme games pretty much are over now for the most part. And you're going to go out there and see tons of great games because a lot of these teams, their recruits are kind of spread, especially with a lot of these, uh, you know, schools changing, uh, excuse me, changing conferences and different things like that. JMU is too. Yeah. Guys going all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Transfer portal as well. Uh, JMU's two and, in the Sun Belt now. Uh, now I don't know if they played exactly Sun Belt teams, but they they're two and zero in their first year as an FBS school uh, for football. So it's really fun to see. You know, there's a lot of teams out there that I'm excited to see uh, see how they progress. And I think especially with this uh, past week, there's a ton of teams in the top 25 that lost. Yeah, I mean t- top t- top 10 teams, so on and so forth. And that's what I mean. Lost or didn't of- cover. I mean that's the thing too. Yeah. Betting wise, like yeah, look at Alabama. They true, they didn't true. cover. I mean a bunch of the bunch of the top 10 didn't cover this weekend yeah yeah so i mean you're looking at it and just saying you know clemson that was against Furman. that was a really close game i mean uh dj U- ukulele right. uh or yeah. whatever his name is uh you know he's he was struggling uh early on so you know you're looking at it and just saying texas a&m lost oklahoma how are they going to do without lincoln riley uh just so on and so forth i mean obviously I, I should say there was what three top 10 teams that lost so you're looking at it and saying man that's 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 pretty it's pretty crazy in the first uh, couple weeks. Yeah, you, know? you get that on on a, on the day leading into NFL first Sunday of yeah. the season. I mean, it, that it was a perfect little like prequel uh, or, or or pre you know pre whatever to, to the to those games. And next week uh, or this week rather, it should be fun as well. I mean, uh, you do have BYU Oregon. Um, you know that's that's going to be a fun one. You got Ole Miss, Georgia Tech. That's that's not not that interesting. Liberty Wake Forest is one to keep an eye on. Wake Forest is a top twenty-five team, but Liberty's undefeated, and they always seem to give teams trouble. Um, so that will be fun. You do have Texas Tech, NC State. Um, you know Michigan State going out against an undefeated Washington team. That was one of the big uh, out of conference games for them coming up. Miami, Texas A and M on ESPN. Um, you know the only team that I would say is like is continuing to be themselves as Georgia right now. I mean, they're still blowing out teams. Um, They they destroyed Oregon in week one. They got South Carolina this week. Uh, The line right now is 24 and a half for Georgia. I would not be surprised at all if they cover that. Um, So we'll see. It's, it's, it's just so fun to catch up on all these games and things like that. And, uh, been watching a bunch of the replays and yeah, it's, it's, it's been good. I mean, this, this, well, this is our happy time, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and the biggest thing, like you mentioned, I think last week that we love betting on college football because yes. it's all over the place. You know, you'll never be more happy when your team somehow covers or has a backdoor cover or something happens where it's like, oh my God, this guy just it's like like the situation with your Spartans and Michigan a few years back. Right. I should say a few years like it was nine years ago, ten years ago, uh, with the with the whole entire kickoff field goal, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, um, the Statue of Liberty field goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That play. Yeah. Yeah, so so you're looking at it and saying like this is crazy because the sole fact that or the Auburn and Alabama situation right, right. where yep. they had the, they had the whole entire punter. I, I I'm I'm losing my train of thought here of what actually happened <laughs> right, in those right. games. That was a, <laughs> but a kickoff. Return. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think yeah, that was yeah. Kickoff return for Auburn. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think about it this week. Okay, Texas A&M hosting Miami. Miami, I always think is overrated, but hey, 13 against 24. Texas A&M drops 18 spots because they lost uh, to App State. But that's a nine o'clock kick in. Uh, what is it? College Station. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's nine o'clock kick. ESPN. I know I'll be throwing some uh, shekels on that, uh, but overall, I mean, it's going to be a fun uh, third week because, especially because I'm in a survivor pool that has the top three conferences in the ACC, Big Ten, and the SEC, and that's a really fun thing because right now it's starting to get good because if you didn't pick, you know, a couple winners, we only had a couple people that lost uh, one of their three conferences, and so far it's going to be a fun uh, next couple weeks because. 
these are going to start having some upsets oh, yeah. and a lot closer games. It's not going to be a you know sixty to twelve game or whatever. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see it. I mean, hey, and also don't don't look past you know obviously Texas lost, but now they're a twenty one uh, in the rankings. But they're also hosting UTSA. UTSA is a pretty good team. Yeah, I think they won like eleven games last year. So don't put that. In, I mean, of course, now Texas is going to blow them out by thirty. Um, but because right, <laughs> right. I mentioned it, but Texas but, uh, still. I mean, I think their quarterback is still going to be out. I, I, I believe yeah. so. It's like. You know, you're still playing with backups and that sort of thing, but hey, you can get tickets four bucks. And you always want, yeah, there you go. And you always <laughs> wonder, like, the game after an Alabama close game, yep. yeah, they didn't win, but they probably used you know so much energy and emotion to try to beat Alabama. And then, yeah, oh, you yeah. wonder if they're due for a little uh, letdown game, a little trap game, if you will. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, but let's move over to the NFL. Let's dive into it here. Let's dive. Our Washington Commanders come out with the victory. Do you know how to dive, by the way? Do I do I know how to dive? Yeah, like off a diving board. Um, I mean, I I can only do it based around like what I feel like you're supposed to do when you dive. I've never like been taught to how to dive. I know you yeah. hold your hands up here, maybe like yep. like this or like this. And then you want your hands to hit the water first to kind of break the water in your head. And you want to stay very straight, which is hard when you have a round stomach. And then uh, I think, uh, yeah, you just you just dive in. Is there is there like a circumstance that you may encounter a dive sometime? soon? (laughs) No, no, not me. I'm just saying I've never been able to do it. So it's like it's always so weird. How many times have you tried to do it? Well, when I was a kid and teenager and stuff sure, like that, okay. like you know, like you always obviously there's a classic jackknife and pencil yeah, and, yeah. and cannonball and and whatever. Uh, but you know, everyone wants to like be like, oh yeah, I can dive and you know dive halfway across the pool. I'm always the one that just like hurts my face. Yeah, that is part of it. I feel like yeah, you you if you lead with the face, yeah, there's, you're bound to get just smashed by the water because well, how are you, how are you supposed to enter that's the thing that's like when, when you when you go like this it's like yeah. when you i think you're, you, you're supposed to enter i think where your hands hit the water first and they cut through the water to create a more open like space for your face seam sort open of seam. exactly you like that sort of thing um <laughs> i think now I, I don't i don't know that for sure um okay. you know we can we can always check um, what if we what if we ask like well, wi- wiki a- how has how to dive into a pool um, okay. so i can give you some of this so uh step Thanks. one part one is working up to diving and so that your first step is find a deep diving pool now this is actually kind of a uh, uh this is actually a real thing because like <laughs> so step people step. do dive into water they think is deeper than it is and they freaking like paralyze themselves it's it's kind of nuts uh, um, all right the red cross considers nine feet to be a good depth for diving um, but Good. the diving area in most pools are eight feet deep and never dive into a pool that's less than eight feet deep. Okay. Um, if you're unsure of how deep a pool is, it's best to avoid diving there. Your second step is going to be <laughs> get used to the thought of diving in head first. So here's the thing, like you need to get used to the idea that you will be diving. Um, and that, that <laughs> diving is going to happen. Um, okay. okay. And, uh, you know, it says like, hey, you know, if you're nervous about taking the plunge, maybe jump into the water feet first to get kind of used to it or practice falling when you're in the water. Stand up in the water and let yourself fall forward and then let yourself fall backward. Okay. So those are some things you can do. Um, number three. Now, this is one I'd love to watch you do. Do a dry run on land before diving into the water. Um, <laughs> How am I supposed to do that? You stand upright with your arms straight above your head, your upper arms hugging your ears. Keep your hands flat and place one palm over the other. Uh, Tuck in your chin, and then this is the way your upper body should be composed when you dive into the water. So you can practice the motion of diving on land, find like a grassy area or soft carpet. Get down on one knee and angle your arms and fingertips towards the ground. Roll forward so that you're... This is too much. I have no idea what any of this is. Um... (laughs) <laughs> here's step four you want to crouch close to the pool and glide into the water um so like this is like so i don't understand is this the dive um <laughs> watch this be a whole different type of thing and the next one is dive from a standing position um right. so yeah so you just you dive um you put your lead foot over the rim of the pool 
Um, point your arms above your head. Push off and dive into the pool. Remember to exhale as you enter the water and hold your breath. This, is, while this you're isn't in. giving me any like technique though. I need some tech. I, I can jump. Okay. I can figure it. I, I mean, like it I, gave I'm you okay a little with a technique. It said you want to <laughs> hold your. I've I've already forgot it. I, I know you hold your chin <laughs> to your chest. Oh, oh, well, I know that, but I I need to know how to jump in like at an angle because like I don't want to have my my legs like f- like fly behind me, uh, and then have good question. Like, it's it like when I put my arms next to my ears, then and I tuck my chin. It feels like I'm like. I'm, Are I'm you diving myself. off of a diving board or off the side yeah. of the pool? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's I'm, a I'm separate, off the, That's a separate conversation. I don't want to dive off the off the side. Okay, well, okay. I'm like a loser diving off the high board. So um, you you just says use the same basic diving form. So you got to figure that out. Learn how to hurdle off a diving board. You take three to five steps followed by a one-legged jump before entering the water. Oh, I've seen too many bad videos about that. I ain't doing that yeah. at all. You know what? You know, I think the the grand like thing that we've learned here is just I don't think you and I need to die. <laughs> stick to yeah. stick to the cannonball. I don't think we yeah, cannonball. I mean, we're our bodies are made for that. Uh, for the cannonball. So now you know. Now you people know how to dive into a pool. <laughs> or or maybe you don't know at this point. I don't know. Um Commanders. 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 28-22 win over the Jags here at home. Um in a game that was like you you watch the the first half uh and you go like all right, Commanders are going to run run away with this. Jags start coming back. Um you you get worried. Fourth quarter things go a little haywire. Um Wentz starts throwing some picks and uh but at the end of the day, the team got it done and gets the dub. Um, this was a weird one. I mean, well, well uh, let's let's start with Carson Wentz, and then we'll move into some other places. So, I, I've seen a lot of different grades go out on the internet, and I do want us to give some of our grades. Um, like I saw, I think Rick Snyder on Twitter gave he gave Wentz like a D minus for this game, and it's like I don't even understand how that's possible. Um, huh. You know, I, I see some people hyping him a little too much, and and, and I think you know. I think he's somewhere in the middle of those uh, opinions in my eyes. I mean, four touchdown game, first one in five years for Carson Wentz is pretty wild. He hasn't done one since 2017. Um, He finishes 27 of 41 for 313, uh, but he did throw those two picks. Now, there was a lot to like from Carson Wentz, I think, on on Sunday, but there was also a lot to not love. I mean, there were times he overthrew guys. There were times he underthrew guys. Um, You know, the picks were not great. Um, like one was on a design, um, um, God, what, what was it? Screen. The screen. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the one I was thinking of. Yeah. The design screen. And it's like, Hey man, I mean, you know, there's not going to be blockers over there. You can't just kind of throw the ball into that general area and and not expect something bad to happen. So the decision-making was maybe not there the entire game, but then when he had to make big plays, he made big plays. I mean, the Dodson play, I mean, finding McLaurin for a big game. I mean, there were some pretty damn good passes from Carson Wentz today to in the mix of, of the ones that were bad. So if I were to grade his performance, I feel like I, I wouldn't go lower than like a B minus or, you know, C plus that type of range. That that's where I'm at with Carson. So I have a friend that always, you know, he's, he's, he's a skins fan slash commanders fan, you know, cause he, he used to watch the Redskins back in the day. Um, he's my age and stuff like that. And he actually said like, uh, you know, Carson's always gonna choke. He's gonna, he's gonna choke. He was saying this like pregame. I'm like, dude, what college did Carson Wentz go to? And he's like, that doesn't matter. We're talking about the present. And I said, dude, you're not some expert of Carson Wentz. Right. Like, let's be honest. Right, right. He was kind of, he just, he just gets under my skin with that. North, North Dakota because, State, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Go Bison. Uh, but that's the biggest thing is I'm, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, looking at Carson Wentz. I, I was thrilled in the first half. Oh, yeah. first half he was, he was tremendous. He was playing great. The time of possession was on our side. We were chewing up yards. He was getting first downs. He was running when he had to, uh, escaping the pocket, not taking a lot of sacks or anything like that. Uh, and that's the biggest thing is, you know, he was playing like he used to play back in Philly. Yeah. But that's the biggest thing that you're looking at uh, with the third quarter. Now, I'm not going to put the whole entire onus on him. I think the play calling by Scott Turner and Ron Rivera uh, in the third quarter was just plain old – blah yeah. because the Jags made adjustments. We didn't on offense until the fourth quarter when we actually started moving the ball again. Right. Uh, and, and I mean, 
you can't you can't go out there in the third quarter and just lay a dud, lay an egg, and just just be terrible after dominating the first two quarters. I mean, the Jags got their third possession with like six minutes to go in the second quarter. Yeah. I mean, it, right. we, we were do- one uh, possession I think went seven some minutes. So it's like you're chewing up half a quarter with one drive. That's what you want to see because you're controlling the ball, and that's what we used to do uh, a few years ago when we were running the ball so much, and we ended up you know basically chewing up yards so much to the point where the, the the clock and you're limiting their possession time uh you know the clock was on our side and that's why i think it was might have been two years ago when we had like a, a big win streak it was like four it might have been four or five games in a row something like that right uh where we we were the time of possession was on our favor yeah uh, i remember and, and that. that's we talked about that yeah. on this show yeah 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 so actually it wasn't two years ago. it was last year actually when we had that four game win streak right um and, and that's the biggest thing is I just think that Carson Wentz, I didn't say, I wasn't giving him rave reviews, but I said I gave him a B. Yeah. I mean, 313 yards. I mean, a lot of quarterbacks didn't do that yesterday. He had four touchdowns. The two picks, okay, probably not the best. Obviously, Trayvon Walker was phenomenal yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Great, great pick from them out of Georgia last year. Um, but you're you're looking at it and saying, okay, he had four touchdowns. That's awesome. John Dotson, I mean, he's a stud. He had two of them. Uh, and then obviously you had uh, Terry McLaurin get one as well after he was silenced for most of the game. Right. Uh, but you're just looking at it and saying, this is a quarterback that I kind of got a little bit of butterflies watching the game. Not going to lie. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that I got the butterflies saying like, man, we just we just traded for you know uh, Patrick Mahomes. Like, I'm not saying <laughs> that. What I'm saying is, for for the people that said that you know Carson Wentz was was you know oh, he's he's ranked 25th in the NFL like that's all false okay you saw that yesterday if he's ranked 25th in the NFL he's not going to go out there throw for over 13, uh, 300 yards have a good percentage of throws and and throw four touchdowns or lead this team when we're on the ropes basically down 22 to 16 or whatever the heck it was and go out there and somehow find a way to score a touchdown when we needed it the most late in the game. That's the biggest thing is this team would typically fold in the fourth quarter after, you know, laying a dud in the third quarter. And then, you know, we all of a sudden fall behind and it's like, oh, there we go. We're we're down 30 to, to 17 again. We lost. Right. Like, no, we went out there and we were down. Yes. Okay. I'm not overblo- overplaying the, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars here, but – the Jags played a pretty good game. They reloaded. They got some new players. They got some good defensive players. Like I said, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia from last year's draft. Christian Kirk uh, had a huge game. Yeah. Yeah, James Robinson exactly. had a huge game. Yeah, they, they ATN in his debut, like he, he looked yep. pretty good. I mean, yeah, they, they did a – you're right. The Jags aren't necessarily pushovers this year. I, I just think that when you're looking at Carson Wentz from this past game, a B is a fair grade, mainly for the sole fact that he didn't blow up at certain times. Yes, the third quarter was a dud, like I said, but when you're looking at it, we didn't adjust. We just didn't adjust. And that's the biggest gripe that I have about this game is the coaching staff didn't adjust like they have not been over the last couple of years. After halftime, we just stay the status quo, which makes no sense. You have to adjust on the fly and keep them guessing. You can't sit there and say, oh, we're going to keep throwing screen passes. I mean, Antonio Gibson had seven catches. Yeah. Okay, let, let's be honest here. You can't have Antonio Gibson have seven catches. Now, yes, did he have some some good catches and runs? Yes, it's great. Sure. But they, they were going to guess. I mean, Trayvon Walker, when he got that pick, I mean, yes, it was a bad throw. But overall, you can't really blame Wentz for that because that was a design play. Now, Obviously, you can blame him a little bit because the, it was thrown into traffic. Yeah. I mean, let's be yeah. honest here. Just spike it at that point. But we didn't have a quarterback over the last f- few years, for the most part, uh, that can go out there and win games with his arm. And that's that's what kind of gave me the little excited We had more, we had more feeling, confidence you know? in, in Carson Wentz than any of the quarterbacks yeah. we've had in the past in this type of scenario. Tight game. You know, you're yep. at home. you got to get a win here to start off the season. Like, this was a guy where it's like, I didn't really feel – like you said, sure, there were some butterflies about his debut, but like, I wasn't worried in the way that I would have been worried with Heineke or any of these other guys in the past. He commands the field differently. For sure, for That's sure. That's the biggest He's thing. a pro. He's been there before. I mean, like, yeah, obviously, like, you can knock his career at certain times, but at the end of the day, he still is, you know, a, a pro, and he's still a starting quarterback yeah. in the NFL, and, like, 
yeah, I, I think he made the plays that he had to make to make up for the mistakes he made, and that's what you kind of need. And look, like this is the modern day NFL. Like guys are going to throw picks. Like that's just going to happen. I mean, even the best quarterbacks out there are going to throw picks. Um, yep. So the real key is like, what does he do to make up for that? And like, you know, what? I I completely agree with you that I think what worked for the offense in the first half was not working in that third quarter, and they did not. It was kind of kind of getting silly. I mean, yeah. I love the motion and and the use of Curtis Samuel in this game, and I think that he was great. That was great. something that you know, I mean, you and I have criticized Curtis Samuel a lot, um, just because everyone has, yeah, <laughs> because he had not really shown up. And then today, if if this is a sign of what's to come with Curtis Samuel, I mean, this is a a this is really exciting because I think this guy can be used right. in the run game. He can be used in the pass game. You can kind of do a lot of different things with him, throw him in motion, move him around, um, and and to have that paired with what you can get from Antonio Gibson, which is Mr. Reliable at times. But you're right. Antonio Gibson being your lead cat. Uh, I guess Curtis Samuel had eight catches. So, uh, But Antonio Gibson being your second highest receiving yeah. <laughs> catches on the game is kind of wild, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing. It's not like it was J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick is a third down back who's looking for the ball right. in those right, situations. Right. So just having check downs now, check downs – they're not terrible, right. but if they if they if they gain yards, yeah, yeah, keep keep going. But I mean, I just think it was a check down or or a screen way too much in that sense. But I think honestly, when you're looking at Wentz, the biggest test coming up is going to be against the Eagles. Right now, no 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 harm against your Lions. The Lions did put up 35 against the Eagles, but looking at the Eagles, the Eagles got Darius Slay. They got some other players on defense well, they got good that defense. can actually, yeah. So they got players on defense that can go out there and disrupt things more than the Jags can. But I just think that when you're looking at it, it's going to be fun too because he's going to try to get revenge on the Eagles, which would be nice. Um, but at the same time, I just think that when you're looking at Carson Wentz, a B grade is totally fine because he didn't wow people, but he did. Uh, he he didn't screw the game up. Yeah, or exactly. He he did he didn't like for instance the Terry McLaurin. You know, in my head when he caught that ball. <laughs> I bet he had like some huge sigh of relief saying, man, at least I didn't have to jump for this thing because it was five yards right, short right, right. and Taylor Heineke was throwing it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing is I just think that some of these, these, you know, some of these, these, these guys are out there and just getting like darts thrown to them and they didn't have quarterbacks before to do that. So in my opinion, I think that Carson Wentz, you know, he gave us hope, uh, you know, now we're not going to get ahead of our skis here. But he did give us hope enough that we can be excited for the next five games, especially now that the Cowboys are without Dak. That even gives us a little bit of an opening uh, in week four as well. So it's going to be fun to see. It's going to be fun to see. And also uh, it's going to be uh, going to be nice to see what he can do over the next, I would say, for, or actually first month or so is a really right. good uh, sample size. Some other guys to shout out. Of course, John, uh, John Dodson in playing in his first you know, NFL game, uh, getting two touchdown uh, uh touchdowns on the game is, is pretty exciting. I mean, good for him, uh, yeah. you know, especially the late touchdown, you know, made a big play on that one. And, and you know, the, that tape's been going around on Twitter, kind of showing the different moves he did to get, get that, get open and, and make that catch, um, you know, ending up with three catches for two touchdowns on, on five targets. Um, that was pretty exciting. I mean, with Terry, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I mean, would you like to have more than four targets for Terry McLaurin? Sure. Um, but he did get one big one, the 49 yarder. Uh, he did get a touchdown, you know, so you're, you're, you're still happy with that. You know, you're happy that yeah, he still yeah. made, found a way to make an impact. It was nice to see Logan Thomas back out there, three catches, 45 yards. Yep. Um, yep, yep. You know, the uh, J.D. McKissick, of course, like you mentioned, con contributing here and there on those third downs. Um, but Gibson and Samuel, I mean, we'll see how that tandem kind of works together this season as far as, um, you know, uh, Gibson is who who he's always been for us, it seems like. I mean, his big thing is obviously not coughing up the football, but and this time it was Curtis Samuel that gave up the fumble, I believe, um, in, uh, in the game. But on the defensive side of the football, I wanted to shout out Derek Forrest was uh, <laughs> kind of wild in this one because I know he had, uh, was it like roughing the passer or like unsportsmanlike conduct, hitting a guy late or something like that. He had some penalty called against him, but he also had a couple big plays, obviously the interception, but he had that one tackle where he almost knocked the guy out of his clothes. He hit him so hard, the ball went flying. I think it was at, uh, ETN. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, it was, it was kind of cool to see because I feel like, the commanders, watch your football team, Redskins, whoever you call them, <laughs> like I feel like they haven't had a uh, a guy with a little bit of edge to him 
um, defensively in a while. I mean, obviously the line is there with you know those those big guys, but as far as guys in the secondary, like we haven't really had a uh, you know guy that can really just knock the crap out of people. <laughs> and I feel right. like seeing Derek Forrest and what he was able to do in this game, and uh, you know he he had more tackles or he matched his tackle total that he had like last season. Uh, he did it in one game. Sure. Uh, and so I, I think there was some, I mean, obviously he's still young, 23 year old. Um, but I think there, that was a guy who stuck in my mind, like, Hey man, this guy, this kid's looking pretty good today. And he made a couple big plays. Well, he's out of Cincinnati and this is his second year. So it's not like, you know, he came from a no name program. He was under Luke fickle at Cincinnati. Cincinnati was, has been a good club over the last three or four years under Luke Fickle. So it's not like he came from a no-name school. Now, obviously, he was a fifth-round pick, uh, he, but he's got good size. I mean, he's, he's about six foot, about 210 pounds or so. So he's got good size, but he was filling in for Cam Curl. Now, what are we going to say? Is, is he going to go out there and be uh, a contributor throughout the season? Who knows? But he had two pass deflections. He obviously had four tackles solo, five total. Um, and obviously one of those tackles was huge at the end where he fumbled the ball and then he ended up fumbling it like 10 yards back, right. which pretty much stalled that drive. So you're, you're looking at it and saying that that was a huge bright spot for this team is some guy comes up and, and I say some guy because I didn't know who uh, Derek Ford. No, was, no, no. I didn't. You know, no. two days ago. Um, but you're looking at it just saying like that's good to see because you always want that one guy like Cam Curl, for instance, uh, the guy he's replacing now while he's injured. Um, you know, and the good thing is is when you're seeing a guy that that performs uh, as a fill-in, you know, that's better because then your injured guy isn't rushed back. Uh, so that's huge as well. So just looking at it, I think it's kind of funny because overall, you know, w when you don't have a guy that goes out there and fills in really well, then, then, then you're, you know, rushing a guy back. But Cam Curl, who is one of those guys who surprised us a couple years ago, uh, you know, seventh round pick, and that he's a starter. Um, it's just, it's just kind of funny because you're looking at that and saying like, man, some of these guys are, are kind of adjusting to the safety position. And it's kind of like an Earl Thomas situation. Earl Thomas was a corner out of Texas. And then he comes in, plays with the Seahawks and, ch and changes the safety. Now I'm not saying these guys are, were corners before, but I think safety is becoming a more and more important position. I'm just looking at the Buffalo Bills. Right. Buffalo Bills have a huge tandem in Hyde and uh, Poyer. So if you can have two great safeties back there, just like the Seahawks did with Earl Thomas and my boy Cam Chancellor, that, that's the biggest thing is you have guys that are lurking in the back for being a ball hawks or, or whatever it may be to have you in the back end. So then your corners can be more uh, physical and more uh, ball hawking in, in the sense of jumping routes and so on and so forth. And judging by our corners play yesterday, wasn't the greatest. Kendall Fuller, kind of off his game, had two game. big penalties. Uh, and uh, – it's just it's just one of those things. I love Kendall Florida death, but when when you when you see two penalties in a row where you give up thirty yards basically just on yourself, two back to back. Yeah. That's that's not a good start. But overall, we got the win. We got the win. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's it, it's 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 one of those situations where it's like you got a game under your belt, you're gonna get a game under your belt next week against uh the Lions, and then the real you know, big ticket items start when you're playing the Eagles in Dallas for those division and games. And that, and that, that definitely, uh, and we'll get into it when we do our uh, final lap, but the DAC injury makes the division even more interesting. I know you texted that last night about um, how, hey, maybe there's, maybe there's a little more opening in this NFC East uh, than we originally thought. Yeah, I think defensively, um, you know, William Jackson wasn't great. Um, you know, Kendall Fuller definitely wasn't great. Jamin Davis wasn't great. There's a couple, a couple guys you you need to kind of get a turnaround, but we're not going to overreact after. Well, well, well th think about think about this real quick with Dak is that this is a sim similar situation. Not not obviously entirely. Let's be honest here, but similar situation to the situation with Alex Smith and the Washington Redskins a few years ago sure. because they paid Alex Smith a, a ton of money, and then he got hurt, and he was out. So now Dak's out for at least half the season. Right. So you're, you're looking at it. You're paying that guy so much money, taking up so much cap room, and he's out for half the season, and now you got Cooper Rush. I mean, they – they dropped every single quarterback that was after Dak. So they don't even know what the hell's going on. And now there's all these rumors that they're going to trade for Jimmy G, right. which then you're going to have to sell the farm to get Jimmy G, and he's also making some money. So it's like, who the hell are you going to pay? Who the hell are you going to sign? If they start getting an injury here or there, I mean, they're going to be dwindled down just like they have been in years past. That's the problem with the Cowboys is that the Cowboys go out there and they pay a ton of people. 
you know, big name or big name guys, some big bucks, and then they fill in these guys with peanuts, and then all of a sudden, a couple of the big name guys are out, and they're like, "Oh, we got huge holes in the in the line, huge holes in the secondary down here in Texas." You know, it's like it's like that's just what that's just what it is for Dallas all the time. And now they paid Dak so much money, and now he's got a significant injury again for another season out of the last three. So, I mean, you're looking at it. How many games has this guy missed over the last three seasons? That's going to be huge. Yeah, I had him for fantasy last year. Very glad I did not take him this year. Um, and then the last note, you know, Fedarian Mathis, uh, unfortunately, it looks like he's done for the season. Uh, you know, knee, knee injury. Tough. Very um, tough. That's, it sucks because, yeah, there's a young, you know, young promising guy that you, you kind of was hoping really would make an impact right away. And uh, we won't be seeing him until next year now. We'll see uh, what, what happens there. So that sucks. Uh, you know, hopefully – you just get healthy and make an impact. Well, just like you, like you said off air, though, the good thing is it's just a meniscus. It's not an AC, mm-hmm. the ACL tear. So I've had many, many athletes that I know, even even some of my really close friends that have torn their meniscus. I've torn both my meniscus before, uh, but I also tore other ligaments, so that kind of screwed me over. Right. Um, but I've had you know cheerleading friends and baseball players that have torn their meniscus. It's a shorter recovery. So the good thing is that, yeah, he's out for the season, but I think it's more of a precautionary thing for him to go and rehab and rehab for an extended period of time. Uh, so we'll see what happens, but obviously it's a big, huge dent in our defensive line because he's more depth, and also they wanted him to uh, uh, develop a lot more because if Deron Payne's not here, they wanted to slide him back in next to John Allen. So that's a huge loss, but at the same time, I'd rather go the precautionary route than rush him back later in the season. Yep, I would as well. And again, next week will be... Lions and Commanders. Lions and Commanders. I don't know what the line is going to be on that. I mean, I'm sure. Obviously, you know, I would expect. You know, I heard. I already heard that the Lions are favored. No, no way, really. I swear. I swear. I swear. I'll go. I'll look at it. Right I mean, now. I believe. I believe you, but I'm just surprised. I don't, no, you don't. You don't believe. I. I I'm surprised. <laughs> uh, I'm telling. I'm telling you right now. I literally saw. As a Lions fan. I know that. Yeah, it says Washington opens as a road underdogs. Wow, that is. Well, they opened up. It opened up as a pick, a uh, pick'em game. But now the live bet is Detroit minus two and a half. Wow, wow. Well, I mean, as much uh, trust me, I know this Lions team, and I would, uh, I'll be betting on the Commanders side to the, this weekend. Jeez, it's just not that's nuts. It's just not. I mean, the Lions and, just aren't And the there public yet. is going for Detroit. That's why the line keeps going That's up. That's the hard knocks effect, I guess. People, but try, I mean, look, I'm a. Oh, we love I'm that a, Campbell. A, we love Dan Campbell. I'm a fan of the team, and this team does not. They're, they're just not good enough to win this game, I don't think. I mean, obviously, if they do, I'll be happy. But no, I, I, I would go Commanders with this, uh, with your money. I'm going to bet again. I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet literally against the Lions 10 times out of 10. And obviously, <laughs> I just don't like golf. I just don't like it. Sure. Like, and I'm not, as a football player, right, right, I don't right. care about it. I'm not like, but like, yeah, like it's just like, guy. I just, I, I think he's got a spaghetti arm. I think he's like Ryan Zimmerman to me. Okay. I, I, great person and stuff like that. But I, he's, his, his arm is, it just looks like really flabby. Yeah. This, just looks, this weekend, he was terrible in the first. Half and then the second half, he was really good, and that's kind of the Jared Goff story. Uh, in his time in Detroit, is he'll look great for half and look terrible for half. So yeah, I don't. There it is. I don't know. It is what it is. But let's hit up the final <laughs> lap. We got the final lap. Then we got some trivia. Then we got some money line. Let's go over some other sp- stories in sports. Ninety seconds on the clock. As we mentioned, Dak Prescott being out for six to eight weeks, half the season. I mean. We're not crying any tears over here. We're not Cowboys fans. Uh, so- sorry for your injury, but hey, if you want to pay someone that much money, you better have some injury uh, uh, prognoses in the in, in the wake because Dak's now been out for almost what a whole entire season. In the last three, it's pretty crazy. Uh, one of the first coaches to get the axe this season in college football, Scotty Frost, gets fired from Nebraska uh, like three games in. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, is that I saw so many comments about this, and everyone's like, "Nebraska sucks." Like, why would you want to go and coach there? It's out in the middle of the nowhere. Your 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 uh, mascot's a, a, a husker from the corn, and it's like, wh- why do you want to go and play? For, I mean, coach Nebraska. I mean, it's a cool a- a- atmosphere, but I mean, let's be honest here. If you're gonna get recruited to like another SEC school or a Big Ten school, don't go to Nebraska. Wow, well, I'm gonna clip this and send it to Ian. Then he's a husker <laughs> faithful. Uh, T.J. Watt, go Huskers! Uh, T.J. Watt, unfortunately, <laughs> suffering a torn pack. It looks like yeah. um, for Pittsburgh, that always sucks, especially Week One. You know, 
Weird thing is, I think he already did that before. Like right. two years ago, I think he did it. It's crazy, though, because he has so much potential. And that game was nuts yesterday, too. We didn't even get into that. Yeah, yeah. That And that leads us into the final topic here of the final lap is crazy games left and right. Of course, you had uh, Carolina and the Browns go down to the wire. Falcons and Panthers go down to the wire. Uh, Bears win a wet one against the 49ers. You had the Steelers yep. and Bengals in overtime. Steelers take the dub there. Uh, we mentioned the Eagles beating the Lions by three. Texans and Colts tie. Always hate that. Dolphins uh, win a game that I knew they'd win immediately. Uh, I bet yep. on this one. Um, the Ravens take care of the Jets. Uh, Giants shock the Titans uh, on this one, 21-20. Yeah, the Chiefs just destroy the Cardinals. I mean, there was no doubt in this one either. Chargers, our boy Herbert, uh, beats the Raiders 24-19. Uh, the Vikings, I mean, I watched this Packers-Vikings games, uh, game in entirety this morning on replay, and, man, does it, do the Packers just look awful. They look well, so bad. <laughs> I mean, uh, gr- granted, they did suck last year against the Saints in, in week one, but it just kind of pissed me off because, obviously, I had the over in this game thinking it was going to be a shootout. And then, I had the of over, course, too, yeah. Green Bay just didn't no, – no one wanted to catch the ball. Nope. And I love how Aaron Rodgers, he gets this – I wouldn't say a shiny new toy. I would say like maybe a different type of toy. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> like with Watson out of the draft because it was really controversial right. when they drafted him. Uh, and and of course the first pass yeah. that he go that, that goes to him should have been a touch should have been a touchdown. He drops it and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to target you for two more quarters." Yeah. Like it's like it's like oh my god. And I, I have to say it right now. That whole entire Pittsburgh Cincinnati game was nuts. Literally. Yeah. Now I I know you didn't watch it, uh, but. Watching it live, uh, because I had it on, because uh, uh, obviously Jess is a Steelers fan, uh, we had it on our phone, and then I turned it on, turned it on when the Commanders were done. But that was nuts because literally, uh, McPherson did so much work for me and actually won me the playoff player draft that I had last year because I picked him. Uh, it's a long, it's a long draft, but it's actually pretty interesting because it's a lot of uh, a lot of strategy that goes into it. But I picked him as my last pick. He got me like. 12 points every single week in the playoffs last right. year and killed killed it comes out here oh man they, they, yeah no i uh, saw I, I was watching some of the game on red zone yeah okay yeah okay so there you go so yeah they missed a kick yeah. then they missed another kick and then then boswell oh, makes it makes it, it, it's like it was nuts i'm like the kickers gonna win the kickers here? on sunday all around the board awful they were they're all bad yeah it was a bad kicking weekend to say the least uh but, unreal but nuts um for sure and I'm sure for many bettors out there, it was kind of a crazy betting weekend, definitely. Yep. Uh, let's get into a little trivia here uh, before we hit up the money line as Michael gives us our DC Sports Trivia Question of the Week. So obviously our new format is that we alternate. Last week, I did not get the Patrick Ramsey right, but I I, I do know his number, though. I used to have his jersey. Um, Good old P. Ram. Uh, it's 11, uh, by the way. Oh, okay. Good so. Deal. Uh, just an FYI, just in case it's another trick. All right, question. I'll probably get this wrong, but go ahead. All <laughs> right, I'm, I'm sure you're probably going to. So, question of the week for DC Sports Trivia. Now that we're going with Commander's questions, this is That's a Redskins fine. question. That's fine. What offensive lineman represented the Redskins in the Pro Bowl six times between the years 2001 and 2008? Very good Pro Bowl. He was a left tackle. He had a sure neck, he was. like one of the, one of those neck one things, big neck guard things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Looked like Mike. Allstock. I'm sure I probably know the name, but it's certainly not a name I'm going to be able to pull whatsoever. Um, as far as getting you to any sort of clue to help me, um, give me his initials, his first and last name initials, and maybe C S C S. Man, again, all it's not Curtis Samuel. No, it's not Curtis Samuel. Um, and uh, all you it's ex- close though it's close is though is it like a a chris something chris <laughs> samuel <laughs> chris i i don't i have no idea and i'm sure look again all you commanders fans at home redskins fans at home i i'm sure you are screaming at your phones right now <laughs> uh but i have no idea I, I i have no idea it is chris samuel wow well oh then i guess i get uh, a <laughs> Okay, then I, Chris, I technically get it right then. <laughs> yeah, Chris Chris Samuel. He was a left tackle for many years. He was very good tackle. It sounded familiar. Uh, 
Yeah. I think he, I think, I'm trying to remember the number he wore. I thought it was like 68 or something. I might be completely wrong. Uh, but can you uh, tell me the, no. the the initials of the right tackle that was uh, uh, on the right side? No was, the initials are JJ. JJ. It's not, jo- it's not Joe Jacoby. No, no idea. Josh jo- it's Josherson. John Jansen. John Jansen. Okay. I mean, yeah, these names are starting to ring a little bit of bells. Chris Samuel, there's my guy. Yeah, that, I'm going to go get a Chris Samuel jersey. Well, today. Hey, six Pro Bowls in, in seven no, years awesome. pretty damn good. No, it is. It is. It's just knowledge that I do not have. Uh, yeah, we didn't win any Super Bowl, so who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Let's move on to the money line. Uh, sponsored by DraftKings, our picks of the week. We both went one and one. Uh, you had the Hawaii-Michigan game where Hawaii was able to cover. I bet on that as yeah. well. Uh, that worked out for us. Um, and then the one you lost was the North. No, I. Uh, what did? What was the one you lost? It was. It was an NFL game. Carolina. Yes. Baker yes. lost by two. And then uh, for me, I lost. Of course, Alabama or, or Alabama Texas game, and I was able to get Northwestern um, not covering against Duke. So Duke Duke pick uh, picking Duke there. So that was my underdog. That was this good. This week. I'm tantalized, Mike. I'm tantalized by 49-point <sighs> spread. Uh, ULM, University of Louisiana Monroe against uh, Alabama. I thought you were going with an accent there. Uh, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> Lu- it's one of those things. <laughs> I almost went there. It's one of those things where I look at this and I go, man, this is almost a 50-point spread. I know that Bama, in this sort of game, their goal is just to not get any guys hurt. Like, they want to go up three touchdowns, yeah. and then they want to take out uh, Bryce Young and the other starters and stuff. So I'm hoping that this is that situation where, hey, maybe it's like a 28 nothing game at halftime, and then Bama in the second half just kind of runs the football and runs the clock down, and we right. call it a day. So I'm going ULM, the underdog, plus 49. Uh, and then my lock, speaking of Nebraska, um, Nebraska's defense is god-awful. Their offense is actually not bad. Their defense is terrible. I mean, how much points they've given up to Georgia Southern and Northwestern and all this stuff like that. Oklahoma is going to destroy this team. They're going to score 100 points. Um, so they're, uh, it's 11.5 spread. Uh, easily Oklahoma covering two touchdowns and more on that one. So my, that is my lock. Oklahoma. Boomasuna. Boomasuna. Oklahoma <laughs> minus 11.5. Against Nebraska, I'm always worried about that uh, that wagon falling over uh, is, when they're coming out. That is that that should be a, there should be a bet on that. A little prop. reminds me of Oregon Trail, like when they're like getting up, like yeah, yeah, and then it starts going, and all of a sudden like they like tilt over or something that, like that. Like that a wheel happens. wheel falls off. A wheel falls um, off. You're dead at that point. Yeah, and then they had the Colorado Buffalo. That's like a that's a running menace out there. I mean, I'm just waiting for him to spear somebody. True. Um, it's not like Robert and remember, or excuse me, everybody loves Raymond. Oh, okay, uh, yeah, remember that? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But that was a bull, though. It wasn't a buffalo. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> let me get to my picks here. Uh, my lock. I'm gonna go with Michigan covering the 42. I thought about uh, this against too. UConn. I thought about this. I just don't. Th- I just don't think UConn. I think UConn sucks. UConn is terrible. Uh, th- I think a lot of people think they suck. Uh, they haven't been relevant in anything except for girls basketball uh, since Kemba Walker and Mecca Okafor, right. um, <laughs> way back when. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I should say I should say Mecca Okafor and Ben Gordon, and then, and then Kemba, uh, obviously yeah, Kemba yeah. Walker. Yeah. So I, I merged I thought, the teams. I thought like about this game difference. too, and I think you're on the. I think I think you're correct in this pick because I think like. If it was like fifty-two, then I would think yeah, about something right. else. But forty-two, I feel like that's like, I feel like Michigan I mean, can do that. You could just see this game being thirty-one nothing at like halftime. So yeah. I just think that when you're looking at it, Michigan wants to go out there and uh, and, and do something. Obviously, against Hawaii, they still beat Hawaii by like forty some points. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, uh, I think Hawaii is better than UConn. But that's, let's, let's let's just move on. Obviously, forty two points. I'm gonna probably gonna bet on it no matter what because I think that's probably the only one I might ever do that's forty plus points. Right. Right. Uh, but overall, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna go with my dogs. I'm gonna go with the Jags. I think the Jags uh, against I forgot who it was because I already I. I just spaced on it. If you want to look it up for me real quick. Yeah, yeah. No uh, I, oh no, it's the Colts. Colts it's the Colts. Yeah. Sorry, Colts I knew it. Was, I knew it. Jags. Yeah. yeah. So I just think the Jags showed enough that Trevor Lawrence has learned a little bit. You know, obviously Urban Meyer was a disaster last year, but I think that he learned enough, uh, and also going out there uh, and playing really well this past week. Now he's got his old buddy uh, Etienne back there, um, which is really great. Um, because he's a really dynamic back. James Robinson's healthy. Uh, Christian Kirk is a lot better. Marvin Jones. Zay Jones is a huge pickup. I love Zay Jones, even when he was out at ECU. So I think the Jags plus four and a half is a really good bet. Right now, people are saying, oh, the Colts, the Colts, Colts. 
the Colts just tied the freaking yeah. tight uh, Texans. Texans. Yeah, terrible. It's like, come on now. Their best receiver is Brandon Cooks, who was relevant five years ago. So you're you're looking at it and saying the Jags plus four and a half. I could deal with that because I could see this being a four four point game, like twenty four twenty or something like that. Um, I was also looking at the under in this game, but I'm gonna go Jags, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Four and a half, plus four and a half. I like that one. So that's Mike's dog. Jags, Colts, Jags, plus four and a half. And his lock, Michigan, 42 points. Favorites over UConn. Uh, and my dog, ULM, plus 49 for Spam on my lock. Oklahoma, minus 11 and a half first Nebraska. Those are our picks of the week. And I hope the good luck can continue betting-wise heading into this weekend. And hopefully it continues from this weekend into tonight. Monday Night Football, Broncos, and Seahawks. Russ's return. Uh, this should be a fun one. This should be a fun one tonight. Broncos country. Let's ride. Yeah, let's. Um, that, if only Russ wasn't <laughs> so lame, then he would be uh, a more interesting guy. But the fact that he is hey, the like, like guy some in Sierra. Football, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so <laughs> root for root for our picks tonight, and let's uh, ride. We will root for yours, and we will be back next week to break down. Lions Commanders game is the Lions win by forty. It's gonna be uh, gonna be a lot to talk about. No, I'm serious. I would go. I would bet on the Commander side on this, especially right now. I'm going um, to. You know, with these early lines, if you can get them. I mean, like, yeah, that's 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 a joke to me. I mean, I'll be. Honest. I'm one and zero with the Commanders bet, so I'm taking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So definitely let it ride, like Russ said. Uh, follow the show on. Let's ride, John Z. Let's ride in the sunset. John Z. Follow the show on social media. <laughs> Um, at the DC crossover for the main show account, um, and then follow Mike at Cerrone sixteen, and then the TikTok as well. DC crossover podcast is uh, you definitely want to check out the the TikTok. Uh, Mike puts up clips of the show, Ticking and, and talking. All that sort of stuff. Um, so that that's uh, you know it's it's fun. It's fun because you know if you're listening to the full show, obviously you've heard some of the stuff, but otherwise, um, yeah, it's it's you want to see some clips. As I'm trying to get this dang. Uh, Oh, John! Thing, you're killing us. Uh, queued up here, but I don't know if uh, I don't know if the soundboard's just not seriously not working right now. So unfortunately, dude, this is our second go round with John. I know. I don't think. Uh, yeah, the soundboard is just like it's it's just like falling apart right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know what is going on. Uh, oh wait, no, I think I can get it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, hold, maybe we were we were flowing there for a second. I know. Yeah, come on, play, please, please. Oh God, now I. Oh man, I it, it was an amateur hour over here. Well, it's not my fault. It's I didn't. That's not, I, I, well, we iPad. need to buy. Well, we need to get paid more so we can get newer equipment. Oh. <laughs> is it playing? Come on, play it, please. I, everyone's like, "What the hell?" Is going on? There, there it is. is. Hey, he's he's excited though. The Bears won. Yeah, and uh, they did win. They did win in a in a cold and rainy uh, afternoon on Sunday. Shout out to John Z Sports and uh, the Chicago Bears. I guess shout out to them. We'll shout be back out to the Bears next week. Uh, we'll see you guys. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover. John Z, play us out, my friends. Let's ride. Burns through the bears and